Let's do this. Fuck you, Craig. Oh, shit, wrong button. Sorry. Just to, just to fill everybody in that, that's listening, this podcast is going to be a little bit of everything. Shit talking, the serious conversations like we are with Mike right now, to, to, to you know, just another day at Tops, I guess. Uh, it could, it could, it's going to bounce around, so, you know, for sure people are going to have to wear earmuffs, whoever don't want to hear Jesus and Craig cussing. But, yeah, sorry about um, that, guys. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'll try to watch You know how bad we are. Terrible. Yeah, this, uh, this. I'm rather uh, surprised to hear any cussing coming from our choir boy, Jesus. Balance, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. balance, and everything, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. All right, everyone, welcome to Top's Daily Grind. Of course, he had to open his beer first. <laughs> we are on episode 65. Something like that. We're we're deep in there. Yeah, we're, we're deep. deep. We're, we're deep. You know what? We are getting pretty deep. You guys uh, have done that many. I've only heard like one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and we're done. Wow. 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 Glad you guys showed up today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. So welcome to the show, guys. Absolutely. This is uh, this is uh, going to be a cool episode. Yeah. So we should be. This should be sixty-five. Okay. Um, I just had to double check. So before we get into our guests today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Tops Knives, who make badass knives right here in Idaho. Uh, they help us put this show on the air every week. Thank you, Leo. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> okay. uh, right now, you can go to topsknives.com and use the promo code TDG30 for what? 30%, not dollars, not 35%, 30%. Off of your next purchase. I've got it down now. There you go. I think I got it down. I think you That's got it. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, TDG30. That's 30% off of your next Topps Knife, assuming that it's not out of stock or already on sale. Go there now. Or use Benny Big Hands. Well, that's on Topps Daily Grind. Okay. Different yeah. website. Different website. So, you could go to Topps Daily Grind and buy one of these badass shot glasses. They're pretty, they're pretty nice. They're slick. Huh? I like them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm digging these shot glasses. Uh, so go buy one of those, or a bucket of dicks patch. Yeah, bucket of dicks. Or we coming have a new soon. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. you could be a, the semi-proud parent of a 43rd place child. Patch. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a patch. We, that we have made. Yes, uh, yes. We got to show uh, you guys. We are I celebrating mediocrity here really hard. So if you have a child who is like you know not the best, just get this patch. <laughs> It's 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 every bit as good as a participation trophy, if not better. So uh, yes, that will be up on Top Daily Grind soon. It's not well. You know what? By, gave, probably by the time this airs, it'll be up. I give yeah. it to John. They're really cool. Oh, that's far better than They're, a participation trophy, right? Yeah. Right. Or a little sticker, or a little sticker on the shirt because you yeah. participated. On yeah. Bullshit. Give him a goddamn patch. Give him a this patch. Is honest. Yeah. yeah. You're forty third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't so, do that good. So as a parent, you would only be semi proud of that. I mean, come on. That's that's real. We're just that's how we roll. So um, yes, that's at topsdailygrind.com where you can get shot glasses, buckets of dicks, and uh, patches to celebrate mediocrity. So let, let's let them know the mystery voices. Today's right guests, we've got a couple of we got a couple of guys that, uh, that I'm, I'm glad you guys made it out here. We have Aaron and Nate Morgan, who are the designers of the Brush Wolf, and they're yeah. here 
live. What's up, guys? Should we talk? Yeah, okay. yeah. Should, we, should we talk? Are we supposed to what talk on this thing? I <laughs> <laughs> just hear Craig. He's all making sh- I'll shut up now. I like Craig's voice and these headphones. Right? right? So soothing. He feels like it's so close. Yeah. I'm about to fall asleep over here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is going to be over fast. Running, <laughs> Actually, no, man. Running just the like, gambit here. Just don't get Aaron talking. We can talk. We, <laughs> we, could, yeah. we could crush five hours in here. Hey, Nate, do you got your you got your book on you? Your little field notes book? Yeah. Mine's in that bag somewhere, I think. Yeah, we don't we don't carry field notes. We carry uh, yeah, why do you guys bring people notes? to kill? People to kill notes. We're just having a oh. conversation. Hey, pull up my red book that's next to my computer. I noticed the code to get in. Are you guys going to kill us? But there's no knives in this room, I don't think. No. Yeah, oh, we, we don't need knives. knives. Actually, there's brush wolves in that bag right there. Oh. There's a lot of ways to kill people. Oh, yeah, what do check you got? Out, check out my notebook. Dylan's hey, got his, uh, his Scandi yeah. folder. Look what I brought. Look at that. Show him. Just... Oh, this is nice. This is the people to kill, kill book. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do have a Puko on me. I don't have a That's list right. of it Oh, yet. so Tops actually has a, no. he has a no. list of people to kill, you guys. <laughs> and some of you have been on this podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Should I start naming people? <laughs> no, let them guess. Do you really think this knife industry guy should get killed by a... <laughs> Can I, uh... It says the knife they want to kill him with. <laughs> Can I carve a note in here to John? Look at this book. Like, on, like <laughs> all the flaws I find in this table. <laughs> I'll just, I'll write him a note oh, with, my, uh, with my Puko. You would improve it. I've been thinking about trying to get rid of this sticky spot, but. You're making why? it worse? Why? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. But yeah, you so guys, man, you guys come out from Florida and. And Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Yep. Holy shit. No, man. we're glad to be Literally here. Literally across, completely across oh, yeah. the U.S., huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. cool when we can do these in person because usually, like, when they live that far, we usually do it over Zoom. And, and, and it's not the same, uh, like, compared to having you guys here in person. And then we get a chat before. You guys saw the whole shop. Yeah, get him drinking some fucking liquor. He yeah. Drink Loosen him like up. That way months. we get all the secret stuff. <laughs> he he stopped drinking six months ago and then come to him. fell off the wagon. He's going to tell me some meetings. After. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to Idaho before before this? So neither. I've been to Coeur d'Alene in 2007. That's okay. a whole different but state. That's yeah. a, yeah. I don't even really remember. I just remember a couple parts of the trip. And You know how California is like North and South California? Yeah. Uh, Idaho's yeah. kind of like that. There's two different state fairs in Idaho. There's a South State Fair and then a North State Fair. And it's that different up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of white supremacists up in Coeur d'Alene. Oh. Um, not here, everybody. No. Whoever's listening <laughs> to this. Not here. Yeah. Not here. We're in the south part of the state. We're in the cool part of the state, if you will. I've actually never been to Coeur d'Alene. Mm. Oh, Which, really? Yeah. Yeah, when Ron Hood passed away, we were up there. I've been all over, like, Montana, it's Canada, nice. right up it's there. It's all but, woods. It's, it's everywhere you go, like, you know, oh, yeah, let's go into the woods. And then there's fucking a mansion, and then a house, and then a mansion, and then a house. <laughs> and all in the woods. That's cool. Let's go to the yeah, we like jumped off some cliffs over there. We we were working in the garage. My buddy had a car detail business, and it was like it was not just like, wa- I mean, it was washing cars, but it was for like these high profile um, executives yeah, that would have yeah. like car and driver journalists and all these different people out. And so we had to have the cars looking spotless. So we were working in this garage at Hotel Cordelaine, and we were taking a break. And I look out, and, I'm, and we're on this beautiful lake. And then I'm like, dude, there's these cliffs over here. Let's go hike up in the woods and jump. And we got over there and we're like, whoa, dude, they were like 35 feet. And like there were people over there jumping already. And you could see the water was so clear. You could see the yeah, bottom. So I'm like, this is high. I'm keeping my shoes on because I'm going to like break my feet. And um, 35 feet is not too high. 
It wasn't, but yeah. it was enough to like where your stomach drops when you yeah. jump oh, yeah. and you think you're going to hit the water and you end up dropping 15 yeah. more feet and like your stomach goes up. Like it was fun. Yeah. Those were like the biggest cliffs yeah, I jumped like, off. We almost died, but it was fucking fun. That was, that was actually <laughs> one of my favorite things to do when I was a teenager. I grew up in this little town called St. Anthony and there were three different bridges well, like technically four, but one of them was really kind of low. And one is a but there were uh, three highway, three different bridges oh, yeah. <laughs> that you could jump off of into the river. And oh. man, that was like my favorite thing to do. Yeah, that's like young. Ann Arbor. Yeah, because we Buck. we were we grew up doing it in Ann Arbor, the city. It's I don't know, I guess forty miles or so from Detroit, but same thing. And we would go there all summer and just jump. And they were railroad tracks, and some of them were kind of shallow. You'd hit the bottom, but it wasn't. You know, it was still like twelve feet, so you'd hit the bottom after. But there was an al- algae slide too, which oh, was really? sick because we wrestle <laughs> at the top and you try to throw dudes down the algae slide, and it was a it was a long. It was slide. like a waterfall yeah, slide was that cool. went down under a bridge. Yep, it was really cool, and you could just climb up it if you were real careful. Thank or, God you guys you know, never hit glass yeah. or something like. I oh, remember man. sliding down that thing. Chukes busted his tooth out. He slipped out and. Knocked his front tooth out. He looked like such a hillbilly, like one his one front tooth missing. But shout out to Chutes. Right on. <laughs> shout out to, right on. Big time hunter. Yeah. Yeah. For, I've never been to Idaho, though. This is my first time. What do you think so far? It's sweet. I mean, I've been to Utah and, like, traveled around Utah a bit and Arizona camping and everything. But um, it was cool. And it's been a while since I've been kind of out west. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to just land in salt lake city and look at the mountains and they all got snow on them still and you know it just and it's warm as fuck up there yeah it was a shitload of snow (laughs) i was up there this last weekend okay yeah yeah. so it was just it was nice man it was a nice reminder and i was just thinking oh yeah i know why people would want to move out here and live out here and have that to look at and even wander up sometimes so yeah that's cool yeah and i know he mentioned it earlier there was not as busy as like uh florida maybe you know what i mean like you said there's People on the highway driving all. Like, well, well, a shot show used to happen in Orlando, so I drove all that goddamn traffic, and holy shit, yeah. it gets busy. Yeah. I've when did they stop it. doing it in Orlando? They stopped doing it in Orlando. They, they used to do it every four so, years. It yeah, used to swap, used to swap right? Yep. Um. Shit, man, I, I don't. I can't the tell you the last time exact in Orlando year. was probably at least eight years ago. At least. Um, the last time that I was there, and, I, and I'm never going to forget it because it was Mike. It was like a, a, a re, a, what do you call it? A, like reuniting with his buddies, you know, with his reunion? war buddies. Yeah. A reunion, but yeah. just between them, four people. Oh, That's four shit. guys. It was Mike and three of his buddies, and one of them was in a wheelchair. And it was the fucking coolest thing because I was working in the booth. It was, it was uh, Mike, myself, and then one more person, a little 10 by 10 booth. And uh, <clears throat> coolest fucking thing because... You, you you know you see him coming and then you start seeing people just open up on the side of the on the side of the 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 the, out of the the hallways and here come these fucking four old timers fucking <laughs> badass motherfuckers <laughs> walking down the, and everybody just giving them that respect that's cool and 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 that's a picture I'm never gonna forget in my mind and that's the last time that we were in Orlando whoa but, dang man yeah that's awesome that, that is badass that's very cool yeah. Yeah. and you can tell all these fucking guys were just hardcore mm. fucking. Yeah, I remember at, at this past shot show when uh, when I was talking with Mike, he was telling me about his buddy that was there, 
Oh, Bill. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, he's a nice guy." I'm like, "Yeah, he's super cool." He's like, he, "He'll kill you in a heartbeat." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally told me that. I was like, yeah. "That that guy." And he's like, "Oh, yep. you're talking about Bill yeah. Hill?" Yeah, 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 Bill Hill. Yep. He he was he was he was in active like 36 years. Dude, he was a seal for years, years, years. And then I, I had I had an, an ankle still pain training, walking back and forth, and, and one of my ankles just fucking with me. And he's like, "Come here, grabs my hand." Dude, so like, okay, so this is your head, your right foot. Presses like right here on my thumb. It was my thumb. Puts his little band aid with little little spikes on it. Like you should be good now. That's some acupressure stuff, huh? And no, it is. Oh yeah. But so fucking accurate. Like he didn't like. Do you feel this? Do you feel nothing? It was like right. Here. Okay. Puts that band aid. You okay? Go ahead. You're good. And I started walking. I'm looking back. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Leo came over. He told me he's like, dude. I thought it was full of shit, but it totally works. And then he did it on Whoa. YouTube, Benny, huh? He did it on Benny. Benny Benny's been having knee problems and shit like that. Um and, and I'm like I'm like Bill. I'm like Benny has some fucking problems here and he fucking grabs Benny too and fucking puts these fucking band aids on you should and Ben like what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Guy was this, full this of guy was full just, of knowledge, huh? Yeah, oh, this dude shit. he's legit. He's I mean, think about like ninjas and martial artists <laughs> and these dudes that literally know like I can go I can hit you this hard yeah, like right nerve, here and you'll not you'll get knocked itself. out. Yeah. You know, and there's guys that like the way they've figured out the human body yeah. is uh is crazy. Absolutely. And everything's so tied and like you get these like stress relief or stress release points. Um Yeah. We're distracted. Very Dylan. distracted. Yeah, he just distracted. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Shot Show, um I doubt most people know this, but the Shot Show for twenty twenty two is going to be a completely different floor plan. So, if you're listening to this and you show up to Shot Show and you think you're going to see us in the same booth you normally see us in, we're not going to be in the same spot. We got moved. We did get moved. We walked, hey, walked down almost a little bit. Everybody got moved. <laughs> same wall, guys. We're we're luckily we're going to be in the same room. Same. We're going to be down. We're going to actually going to be closer to one of the entrances to that room, and we're actually going to have a slightly larger booth. We're going to have like five extra feet. Um, so it's yeah, five be, extra feet ooh. for only two thousand five hundred. Yeah, five extra feet for a you know a fairly reasonable price. Uh, you know, if it was five hundred extra feet, but you, it is what yeah, it is. And so, um, yeah, but yeah, the whole awesome. show floor is going to be different. And the the so they opened up this new area called the Caesars Forum. So basically, it's it's the normal shot show, and then there's a sky bridge into this other room. That other room is not filling up very fast. No. Um, Everybody. A lot of people you know what stayed I, what exactly see, where they were. And, and, and I was telling Craig, uh, and I'm not going to say the name of the of these the knife companies, either, but they had this humongous fucking booth. Huge booth. Big. For years and years that I've been going. I've been, I don't know how many years I've been doing shot. And then I see him like in a fucking 20 by 20 or 15. I'm like, what I think it's 20 by 30. 20 by 30. I want to say. And these guys were taking up like a but whole... But they used to be like twice that at least. Yeah, at least, at least twice. And they're smaller. Mm. Like, what the fuck? So I don't know, because think, supposedly last year they weren't going to let people actually... What a lot of people were trying to do is in every room put a booth. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and last year, or... Um, Technically this year. The, yeah. but th- this year was supposed to they have... Weren't gonna like, let them, they, they were supposed gonna to have them. directional aisles. They were supposed to have temperature check stations. They were supposed to have like places for like oh hand gosh. sanitizer Whoa. everywhere. And every yeah, booth they, had they, to they, have It was going to be gonna a be fucking stupid. nightmare. No bullshit if, yeah. we, if it would have happened. Yeah, it would have If it would have happened, it would have been a nightmare. 
And then we had to have we had we had to have dividers for every person in our like seeing our stuff. People weren't going to be able to touch anything. Like, fuck, yeah. we're going to go just because we if have. People to. were allowed to pick but up the knives. We would have had to clean them like almost after every person. Yeah, touched after them. every person touched them, we had yeah, to. Fucking it would have been. Them. It would have been so stupid. <sighs> I'd rather so. be having not fucking gloves if I really. I'm kind of glad it. it fucking didn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, so we're in the same room, slightly different booth. Yeah, right down, just right down the same wall. Two, just twenty thousand. I mean, everybody uses the map anyway. You'll find us, but uh, we're not going to be in the exact same spot. So with all that extra real estate, <laughs> five, five <laughs> feet, <laughs> what do you guys do? Is it for, uh, is it new knives? Is it the podcast? Honestly, What's it just happening? it just worked out that way because the spot that we chose. So like they they usually split it up into ten by ten sections, and so depending on the company. Like some like Sig Sauer, I think has probably the biggest booth at the whole show. They took an entire, they took, I think it's forty by like a hundred. It's stupid. It's humongous. But anyway, they they break everything into ten by tens. But for some reason, just because of the space that's available at the spot that we chose, it's there's this just extra five feet. And rather than not use it, they're like, we'll sell it. Two thousand five hundred, for, you know, <laughs> for a low, low price. <laughs> and here's the dumbasses at the top. I know. Fuck it, like, we'll take like, it. Yes, five extra feet. <laughs> we were like, we were excited about it. I'm not even shitting you. I'm excited that there's five extra feet because it's always packed in our booth. And so, you know, that extra five. What, feet I, what is I'm saying, be cool. and I'm gonna fucking tell people now, people are gonna get so pissed off at this. They are. That corner is gonna fucking get blocked. Yep. And the amount of people that come to the stop. Yeah, we're going to stop traffic right there. That's oh, for guaranteed. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People around us are going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, I <know. laughs> Which I love. You know, don't get So, me are you guys going to make it to Shot Show? Yeah. I mean, if we can come under your guys' uh, umbrella again. <laughs> yeah, I, sure. believe that, uh, I believe that actually, as of the first, Vegas is 100% open again. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Of, of um, May, they already. They and yeah, Leo, open. I asked you last yeah. year. I've. I was like, yo, dude, if you want some help with the yeah, show, yeah. I'm down, man. I'll give me a polo and I'll uh <laughs> it'd be fun. I'll, to go I'll sell knives. It was cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Man. Link up with it Jeremy was, again. Jeremy's got a cool place that we were yeah, able to stay at. It was really awesome. That was yeah. a super cool opportunity. Oh yeah. Well and, things you know, things opening up, plan on it, man. We'll yeah, yeah we'll make it happen for yeah, sure. And and then this time their brush wolf is gonna be for sale, not just a prototype. Yeah, not just a prototype. Oh, everyone at Shot Show, get ready for Aaron Morgan. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be at other booths selling that thing. You're, you're gonna have to make like or uh, well, double we the can't, quantity. Yeah, because I was gonna say you're gonna have to make double the quantity, but we yeah, can't at sell least them double, there, maybe but. triple. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we can take orders there. That one's nice, but come on, look, come here, yeah. come here. Yeah. 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 Like, let me show you this one right here. <laughs> you know those rifles? We'll trade you for a couple of rifles. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll get us some rifles and stuff. Yep, yep. Oh, that'd be that'd be yeah. a good swap. I had a kid. I had at. a kid that used to work for them, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna you know boost uh, boost his ego. Fuck him, but <laughs> <laughs> but this fucking kid would walk around the booth and come back and like Leo, you want some gun parts? I'm like, what? Yeah, this guy will trade it for some gun parts. Oh, shit. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> well, he would go around the booth and just try to bargain with people for knives. You know, and I'm like, stop he had fucking no, doing that. He had man. no shame. No, this kid didn't. No yeah, shame oh and no fear. But he was so good. He was that's good. That's not talking. a bad thing necessarily. It could be, but it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, it might work a lot, but it also leaves this impression. Yeah. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking yeah. hilarious because that, that afternoon that we got down off, off that show, um, I guess he had a kidney stone or something. 
remember? It wasn't a kidney stone. It was a gallstone. It was a gallstone. Gall, a gall. Yeah. yeah, he was going to piss it out. Yeah. We're all quiet right yeah, now. <laughs> no, check yeah. it out. And so, so his mother-in-law shows up to pick him up. <laughs> you know, his wife was here, but his mother-in-law lived over there. And this kid is like trying to show off. All this time, like we drove from here. He drove with us. You know, we we're going to buy some Talk Uber Lube. shit. Yeah, talk mad shit. <laughs> Anyways. And and he's leaving and he starts throwing these like gummy bears at us and he hit me with one of them. Starts getting all tough, you know, his because mother-in-law his mother-in-law shows he, up. so he thought he was really cool. So I look at him, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just because your mother lost here, you think I don't beat your ass? And he looks at me, he's like, it was just a joke. I'm like, get the fuck oh, out of here. And his mom and mother are like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Too bad you guys didn't have the oh, mini man. sling at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, Shoot him like, like cap him with a little pellet with or a gummy bear <laughs> right back at him. <laughs> Hit him in the no, eye. No, I had a fucking, actually, oh, a 45 man. on me, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> that would have been maybe just a but little it was, too it was, much. But yeah. it was just like a trying to be cool moment. And, and we're all like tired, man. Fuck, after the show, we're oh, eat. Oh, jeez. And Seriously. he's fucking throwing these things. Like a little kid, you know? And thinking his mother-in-law was gonna, you know, oh my, you know, my son-in-law's so cool. Yeah, we'll be super nice to him because she's here. <laughs> <laughs> Little did he know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Leo doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I do know you guys are tired after those shows, but I've oh, also listened man. to a couple podcasts after the shot show, which happened during it. Oh, Joe yeah, yeah. Flowers and Burnaby. That and was where the fuck yeah, Craig yeah. sticker was born. It doesn't sound like you guys are tired uh, at all. My, my name is uh, Joshua Swanigan. <laughs> they were pretty lit. <laughs> my name is Joshua Swanigan. My name is Joshua Swanigan. <laughs> he practiced in front of the mirror yeah. like five minutes before he came out of the bathroom. That's yeah. probably why he went into the bathroom. Did you practice in the mirror? Did you yeah, practice? Oh, shit. Yeah. Could you introduce yourself? <laughs> no, so, uh, Hello, my name is Aaron Morgan. My name is Aaron Morgan. <laughs> oh, Thanks shit. Thanks you guys. Hey, so guys. That was really good. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> No, but you guys, uh, well, I had a question because you said you guys were from Detroit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so our family was from Detroit, but we grew up in Westland, which is like a suburb of Detroit. So it's Metro Detroit. It's like 30 minutes outside of the city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then you guys grew up skateboarding. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, we actually didn't start skateboarding until we were about 15. Um, Well, we learned earlier than that, but we got into it at like 15. Yeah, we, we were like up, BMXers and stuff like yeah, that before. And like grew up playing in the woods. My our family built my dad and my grandpa built a insane cottage up north. Stay on skateboarding um, though. I, I know I'm see what I, I just did everybody? <laughs> yes. Um, Boom. <laughs> no, so we like grew up playing outside and stuff, but then we got, you know, being in the city, we started riding bikes and skating. So we got really into skateboarding about fifteen. And by like eighteen, so it was like I don't know, we were like three years in and got a lot better than the average kid because we just did it all the time. And we started, like, venturing out and, like, taking trips. Like, he was going down to Atlanta with one of our other friends, and then we started venturing out to this indoor skate park. There was only one indoor skate park in Michigan. It was, like, two hours away. So we would skate there in the wintertime when I wasn't snowboarding. So basically we started and we never stopped still to this day. It's been, I think, 28 years we're on right now. It was cool Um, for me because Aaron's uh, three years older and – so I could skate with all the older dudes, you know, and he got his driver's license. And once he was driving, we were always, oh, we were gone. We were always like, in the city. How much older so, is Aaron than you? Three. Three years. Three? 44, yeah. Nate's 41. Yeah. And so we were always in the city, always in Detroit. There's a plaza in Detroit right on the river because Canada's right across the river and it's called Hart Plaza. So we basically were like, all our dirt time was on that concrete, you know, for so many years and, down there. and uh, it was cool. So, but Aaron moved 
out west to snowboard and skate like, in 99 yeah shortly after and then he kind of stayed out west skateboarding because once he then he like migrated to california i came back basically. for a year yeah. and then well i got the job at skate camp yeah. from ymca skate camp which is kind of what birthed all of this knife and outdoors stuff in us even though we were already like raised playing in the woods and my my dad and grandpa were building a cottage so we'd be playing in the woods and jumping off these big sandbanks behind the property and like shooting bows and arrows and stuff. And so once we got up to skate camp, I was like, Nate, or I got hired at skateboard camp to be a counselor. And I was, so I was 21 and I was like, Nate, you got to come out here, man. And we went to this place called Stony Creek and it's up in Kings Canyon where the giant sequoias are. And so we would, these guys, these pro skaters, like dudes from the videos that like Daxter Lucier, um, Dylan and Leo, you know, Daxter, yeah. I never met him personally, but some of the guys that were on the same team as him, I knew them, this dude, Pete and, uh, Jerry and this dude, Dave, and, um, they were pro skaters and we went up to this Canyon and there's like literally rocks that are as smooth as this table, even though the table's jacked up. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. There's Thank like you for these natural, in. these natural rock slides that literally like you can't walk across them. You'll go like this and just slip out and fall. And like we got there and I was like, well, this place is crazy. I was just kind of tripping out. It's beautiful. And the water's ice cold. And I remember I took my shoes off and there was literally just this water running across this spot and I'm walking across. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go and down here. Cause the water was so cold. I never experienced anything like that. And so I start walking across and I just go poof, slip and slam. And I slide over a waterfall down into a, uh, the turbulent pool. Like luckily it's one of the main slide spots where you can go in. So I didn't get hurt, but all I remember seeing is the sky and I'm going backwards and I hit the water and it shocks you. When you're not used to it, it's so cold. It takes your breath away. Yeah. And so that was my first week at skate camp. Um, actually, we were visiting. This is this is actually before I got hired. Yeah, with Buck. With Jay Buck. Yeah. And um, so I ended up, I wanted to work there. I had such a rad experience. And then, shoot, where should we go from here? Well, like, you, into our so nice, basically you applied... And ended up working there. I got hired to be he, uh, counselor the next summer. And then I was like, you got to come well, out here. Yeah, he started. I still remember actually like the moment because Aaron was like, yeah, there's these guys <clears throat> and they have this program. It's like this nonprofit. So he had worked there for maybe three years or so. It was my, yeah, my third summer. And I was just working and skating in the city. And I got involved with this little, um, it was a, it was like a brand, a Detroit brand called 1%. And we were like running this skate company, but it was a small, it was a small brand, but it kind of was blowing up in the area Midwest a little bit. But, uh, so I was doing that and just working and Aaron was like, Hey, there's this small nonprofit that started teaching kids like wilderness survival skills. It was called elemental awareness at the time. And it's now morphed into this, uh, program called skate wild. But he told me about it. He's like, yeah, it's crazy. They'll build like shelters like these debris hut things they're kind of like teepees or whatever and they make fire with sticks and i remember being like i gotta get out of this situation like this work that i'm in and go see this place you know so i basically just quit he got me the job in the summer and i think you came out to visit in 2000 yeah i, I had visited then- once and but it wasn't it didn't really like speak to me as much until he told me about this weird teepee <laughs> stuff and like fire with sticks and whatever. And, uh, yeah, I just 
quit my job. And I think he was maybe my boss when I first got the job up there. Yeah, because I was already lead counselor yeah, by then. Yeah. And uh, so, so skate camp was really, it's a cool place, and it's still still going on. And um, Oh, John just walked in. Look at it, a handsome devil. Um, we were just talking about your table, John. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I remember we were, we were having a conversation in the truck over to right over to Troy's, or no, no, on the way back, and you were telling me about that, and you said that's kind of where you guys yeah. So my friends, uh, my friends Mike and Todd, um, Mike at a trade show approached this dude Johnny Schiller. If he's like huge in the skateboard world, he started Element Skateboards. And my buddy Mike walked in to the booth at the ASR trade show in San Diego and did a bow drill fire um, right in front of him and said, hey, I got this idea for a nonprofit. I want Element, Element to sponsor it, and I want to call it this, and just sold him on it. And when he came up there and brought his family and saw Sequoia Lake and where it was, he was like, oh, my gosh. And Element was, for a long time, one of the biggest skate brands in the industry as far as like yeah. the amount of money. And so... Right. Element became the title sponsor of Skate Camp for like, oh my gosh, what, up until a few years ago? I can't yeah. remember my dates because I haven't been up there in a while, but they were basically the title sponsor for over a decade. And our friends Mike and Todd, Mike Kirshner and Todd Larson, um, ran the Elemental Awareness Program and like certain friends of ours got really into it and started learning like how to brain tan hides and they'd just bust a hand drill fire and yeah, and those guys, fire and those guys went, they went to tracker school. They went Mike to Tom Brown. Right so they learned from Tom Brown. Tom Brown. Yeah. So that was kind of cool where it, we're like learning some of the basic stuff secondhand from Tom Brown school. Neither one of us have been to tracker school at all, but a bunch of them have a bunch of our friends and it seems cool, but, but they came back of, with, they came back with the craziest stories from yeah. tracker school. And, um, like the, the Jersey Pine Barrens, like a lot of dudes, like these hillbillies think it's haunted, but it's the, the tracker school. The Jersey devil. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the tracker school students because there's these <laughs> scouts that are like camoed in the ground and they'll put a dead raccoon carcass in these hillbillies cooler yeah, yeah, and then right. disappear in the night. And these dudes go to grab a, you know, a bush light out of their cooler and there's a dead raccoon carcass like full of maggots. And like they had the oh, craziest stories. And so we, they had kids like at skate camp mudded up in full camo laying on the side of the trail like buried in pine needles and like the moms would be walking by like when kids got to camp and they'd reach out and they'd go they'd like grab their leg or something and they'd be like like screaming and there's this this camoed kid that would come out looking like a swamp ape or something he'd run into the woods yeah Yeah, like from predator like Arnold Schwarzenegger and predator yeah and uh, or Rambo when he's mudded up in the tree, like that's the kind of stuff that they were doing. But then, that's what Tom Brown was good at. Yeah, was and really like good at natural that. camo, not like moving without being heard or seen, and like all this stuff. So, and my friends, they took the first couple classes, and so they learned like um, water, fire, shelter, and food, like the four important mm-hmm. like or the the main that's important the, things like, that you need standard to, i think that's the first the standard the yeah first class you kind of learn everything but but they had so this is 2001 and this was like the summer before nate got there but i remember like yeah we got the tom brown tracker knife and so this was 2001 and it's made by tops and like i remember looking at like the little dream catcher logo and the tops logo and the i remember seeing them like I remember seeing him like split logs with it and like 
prepare kindling. And then my buddy Mike was just like busting a handrail fire and then he'd like blow up a tinder bundle. And I was like, dude, that's gnarly, man. And then they had this sick teepee that they ended up, they actually cut all the trees and made um, the, like the supports for it. And then they would, you know, tie it off this certain way. And then they bought the, like the canvas, the, the tarp cover for the teepee. But dude, we had like a 20 foot teepee at skate camp in the EA area where we had the fire and then all the supplies to teach the elemental awareness class. And then we had like archery back there and stuff. So all of our downtime, like we were back there, like using knives and like shooting archery and me and Nate, like we've been shooting archery since we were little kids. So I'd be like, I was like so prideful back then. I'd be like, Todd, let's shoot, dude. I'll freaking out shoot you. And like, we'd shoot the bows and like, we'd set up these little balloons. He's very competitive. And like, I'm very competitive. Still. And so, you and we shoot and like, real good. <laughs> and so, no, we're I taking, just like, we're wanted taking to, slingshots tomorrow. So it's going to be All right, awesome. let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's been a while since I worked with a slingshot, but. Oh, excuses oh, already. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, excuses oh, already. Yeah. 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 Come on, let's do it. Get them. Get them right now. Let's do this. Let's, let's set this can in the middle of the room and then we'll try to go like. Hold it, John. Go over there. And hold. I'm gonna take my. I'm gonna take my blowgun too. Do it. Do Let's it. do it. Um, but we, uh, I just would get competitive with them because I wanted them to be like, oh, Aaron can do this stuff. Like I wanted to learn it, but I also wanted because they were like all philosophical with it, and I'm just like, dude, you just need the endurance to get enough heat and friction. Like I'm thinking about it logically, and they're thinking about it from this like spiritual like earthy let me, let me mentality <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the philosophical because when uh when i came there i got really into into that side of it and i was like this is the coolest thing and everyone would make fun of me and they'd be like why don't you skate you know and i'm like man i skate all year back home in detroit i'm like never up here in the woods doing this stuff this is this is cool and i became real good buddies with a guy levi who I started to rub off on him the wrong way. He went to skate camp to skate, but he had been to tracker school too, actually, on his own, like before he knew these other guys. And it was uh, like the year after, I think. He went no, to no, he had gone when he was younger. Yeah. Oh, he He'd did. Done some crap. Yeah. I didn't remember that. So, uh, but <laughs> I started rubbing off on Levi, and then he wasn't skating. And thankfully, he ended up becoming like a pro skater for Element, so it like worked <laughs> out for him, and he's still working in the industry and everything. But he, um, we would just, you know, we be working on bow drill stuff. We'd be kind of like trying to stalk around, do fox walk through the woods and all the stuff. Touch deer and stuff. We would want, we would try to see how close we could get and everything. But I remember that bow drill, it became this like weird competitive sort of rite of passage thing amongst the counselors. And then a bunch of the kids too, that were going through their program. And man, I used to have such a just short patience, like threshold temper and, I, f- I think I was trying the first day during like a whole staff development thing. And I just, you know, it's smoking and squeaking. All, it's doing some stuff right and some stuff it's not supposed to do. And I just focused my bow, like, or we call it focus when you He's like, intentionally <laughs> bust the bow. Or we call it focus because it's You used skate- to stomp your skateboard. You get thing, so yeah. pissed, you get pissed off yeah. that uh-huh. you just like, yeah. and you just step so on the middle of your board and I break focus it. focus the bow. And I remember Mike Kirshner goes, that's bad medicine, dude. <laughs> and, and so for the entire summer, I could never do it. I could never get a coal. I was so like mad about it. But um, 
it was like the last day. And I remember going out on the dock with the dude, Todd, that's still running the program now. And, uh, this other guy, Ryan, and we sat on the dock and Ryan had never done one and I still hadn't done it. But you think about all summer blowing it, not doing it successfully, but working on your technique, you know? And so he he just gave me a couple little pointers and then I had this first coal and it was like this magic moment, you know, just stupid it's fire with a stick you know it's like this <laughs> primitive thing like what you know yeah. but yeah but that's fucking hard yeah it, is hard. it, it was it was it's a, a cool really thing. cool I, experience by the way, i did it on my first try <clears throat> yeah <laughs> so a lot of, it's weird because i did a lot of dudes do a lot I of people do. it's like a personality thing sometimes yeah. it's that guy would be able to do it first try you know and some people just can't <laughs> i was one of those can't couldn't but i also to this day i'm like pretty good with it you know or i at least have good form like sometimes i pick the wrong materials or whatever but um but mike wasn't wrong like that's why i interrupted aaron like the philosophical side of it he was like that's bad medicine dude and it took me the whole summer of stress and you know labor over that but um but yeah we're still we're still kind of doing it today and so that program went on every summer it still happens up there to this day and And see um, that's the funniest thing because I have never heard of people getting into like outdoor stuff and wood stuff, you know, knives and survival type stuff from a skate camp. Mm-mm. Never yep. heard of that in my entire life. Yeah. If you saw skate camp, if you came up there with us and you got there, you'd be like, oh, I, everything I've already heard about this place, it's magical. Like yeah. it's, it's unbelievable, man. <laughs> so, it's, that's freaking cool. It's so awesome. And like you're in black bear habitat. Yeah. So well, do you know you guys all saw the first Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. Because it's filmed on that lake where that Jason the... Voorhees' mom oh, right gets killed. Yeah. It's filmed right across the lake, and then Adam's Family Values was filmed up there. Yeah. Um, on that big deck area, like where they're having the little Indian concert and stuff in the movie, <laughs> that was all filmed on that lake. So the lake's got like a rich history. It used to be a logging flume, and they used to cut these giant trees down, and then. They filled in the one part in the back, but it used to be kind of a dam, and they would take the logs over that area oh, yeah. and run them down the mountain to Fresno to process all the lumber yeah. and stuff. So it was there's some crazy history on that lake. But yeah, Friday the 13th Part 1 was filmed there, Adam's Family Values, and something else I can't remember. I think there's like a third movie. I, I don't just know. Can't, I can't remember But it right is now, interesting but, like to bring that up because it's, it's, it's probably – so uncommon that you would get because we well, you grew skateboard up in the city not yeah. in the woods yeah. that's yeah. The, like that's yeah. the thing that it's almost counterintuitive but yep. that's that sounds really cool and it's a, it was a, i think one of the best sort of releases unlike some other uh skate camps you'd have these kids they'd be like let's go fish you know they'd skate all morning and then they'd be out fishing catching fish and all this stuff and it's just it's a cool kind of place and then of course the bears i mean it is like we never encountered bears until we went there because like they're rare in Michigan. You don't really see them. They're like way up north. But you don't you don't not see them at skate camp. I mean, Always they're, they're around. They're out. They're like getting stuck up in the tree with the cubs. They get spooked up the tree and they're all hiding. And then that dude would come with a beanbag gun. Yeah, or he had like a shotgun with out. a with a beanbag uh, with the shells with the beanbags. And one day it was storming so hard, which is weird because it never rains up there. And we had this weird storm for like two days. So all the kids were in our rec hall and we're watching skate videos and just like eating snacks. 
And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden this little kid comes in and he's like, there's a bear in the tree out by the deck. <laughs> and everybody, like 120 kids run out to the deck. It's like mashed, you know, everybody's mashed together. And there's a bear right in the tree, like in front of everybody. <laughs> and so the lake guys got called right away. I don't, I can't, I think it was Mike McFadden that called him. And he was like our old supervisor. And uh, these dudes came and they're like, boom. And the shot the bear and it literally was like like fell out of the tree but it was like ripping off all the bark and we're like this bear just dropped like 30 oh, feet and it was totally fine and just booked like a cannon through the trees yeah. and everybody's like like going crazy and um yeah they were they were around all the time and it's like it makes me think of like a lot of weird encounters with them because Oh, dude, we have some crazy... When you think about skaters, which are all, probably 99% of the kids and, and adults up there are like predominantly from the cities. And then you're like, oh, here's black bears. So what do you get? You get people that are doing crap. Want to go play with them. You doing, you know, and... <laughs> oh, so it's like Yellowstone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, like Yellowstone. Oh, that's a buffalo. That was really cool. Yeah, and then you get like, way up to it exactly. and take photos of it. Yeah. And then you get gored. Luckily, know? nothing's ever, nothing crazy ever happened. But there was this, there was this time where, um, oh my gosh. We got to tell the Eric Edvilson well, story. Well, we could talk about the, <laughs> the bear wire that surrounded the camp. But anyways, yeah, there was this oh, one time. Oh, no, please I, explain. <laughs> Dude, we have to go there for a so, second. So uh, there's this electric wire around the, the mess hall, where, which is the kitchen area. Let and me tell this story. I have to. All right. So <laughs> Nate, this is Nate. He's like, you're messing it up. Hold on. This is Nate and my friend Jason Lang. This is like almost 20 years. This is 20 years ago. Okay. okay. So Understood. My, my friend Jason's crazy. And Nate was like, oh, Nate would try like anything back in the day. And I'm like, it's dark. And I hear them like around the, I'm walking down to go to the other side of camp. And our, our uh, dining hall was right in the middle. And Nate and Jason are like around the corner. That was the year we stayed in the tent cabin. I'm feeling like this podcast is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have to hear Does this. Does anyone listen to this, this thing? Yes. I'm like, yes. So, so I'm like, what are you guys doing? And, uh, and Jay goes, um, dude, I'm going to touch my nuts to the bear wire. <laughs> and yes! So, <laughs> we both teabagged so, the bear wire. So I'm like, Nate, I'm like, dude, you ain't going to do it. And I'm like, Nate, you're freaking stupid. I, get, I start getting mad because he's like little brother. I'm like, dude, you're not doing this. And Jay goes, he likes, he's like, <laughs> like zaps himself. And then Nate does it. And I'm like, you guys are stupid. I did. But um, we, 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 we peed on it. We put all kinds of other parts oh, on it. We on licked it. Like after. No, yeah. peeing on it is the worst. We licked first before all the nuts what? and the peeing and all that. Why would you do that? I'm thinking of, you Why know, people. Why would you do that? That's the worst thing ever. I've Dude, seen people. I'm just saying 20 years ago. the tip of their dick peeing on a fucking electric fence. I'm 20. Jay Lang peed on it. Yeah, yeah, but you peed on it too after. No, I don't, Did you I burn don't, your dick? I don't think I peed on it. No, it no. didn't. They got that, zapped though. Oh shit. They got so, zapped. Something weird that did happen. Um there I mean, sometimes like give him another shot. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm thinking of this a, a name popped in my head. That person might hear me tell this story. I don't know if I want No, but uh we there was this there was a metal box next to the uh, just uh, you know, oh, it's like a, dude. a power box, yeah, you know, with crackers and stuff in it. 
and it was the circuit box on the back of the dining hall, like yeah, the electrical box. Jay, Jay, gra- <laughs> Jay grabbed it, the, the, the wire. He's holding the wire. Because when you touch it, it would zap you, but you could grab it, and then it you wouldn't. Could, I could touch you, and it would zap you. Okay. But you wouldn't keep, like, shocking you. So he's holding it, and he went to shift and put his hand on the, the breaker box, and it blasted Dude, it blew him. him backwards. Yeah, he flew <laughs> and landed on his back. And he was all, he was okay. He was but, fine, but he, yeah. like, the he was like, oh, what the heck? All dirty. It's like that. It's yeah, like right that. now he's in a wheelchair, but, no, but he was good back then. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he, he he's actually like races derby cars. Dementia. He can't walk anymore. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine oh, afterwards, gosh. I feel so alive right now. Yeah, yeah well, for a day. Years later, because Aaron, Aaron's kept working there for I, how many I worked there for 17 summers straight. So years uh, later, because that was one of the times I visited the first time, and I was working there, and we all started doing stuff on it, but nothing. It was just basic stuff, like touching it. But we started to realize, um, you know. (laughs) You get a chain of people. Oh, yep. Everybody figures that one out. You get, like, the last person barefoot, and And you grab them, and it would run through people. And I don't know. We're all. Everybody, like, got thrown, like. Oh, it, it would. Was, it would like feel keep it, you, you know? like yeah. held to the next yeah. person. So what we would do? I was smart enough to not do it. <laughs> what we would do for the like, because I mean, where I grew up, there was a lot of electric fences to keep cows away from like the haystacks. Yeah. And so what we would do is we would get a group of people and grab the grab it on. You know, everybody would hold hands and the person on each end of the chain would grab the fence. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point, one of them would let go, and the guy on the other end would get. Oh. <laughs> like, like he would hurt, get yeah whoa it hurt, all that. hurt so bad whoa. if you were the guy in the end but everybody else is like nothing yeah but then what would happen is the guy in the end would let go and then the next guy would get it and then oh, he yeah. would let go and the next guy would get it it was the worst man <laughs> oh it was my the gosh. worst i don't know if we figured that part out but yeah it no. was and then peeing on it that's such a bad idea yeah, I don't, do I don't know if I did that I did on no. it didn't really I watched do the guy anything. burn his dick so I never did it fuck no that. that's I don't know. Maybe it's different, uh, different voltage maybe, in these yeah, wires little, or something. Yeah, maybe a little different shock value. I mean, we but, maybe uh, Jay's not working so well. I don't it's know. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> His pee doesn't pee much anymore. Like back to the back to the black bear. Oh yeah, being in a black bear habitat. Like we had the bear wires around, you know, the main buildings and stuff, and we had bears going into cabins. We had like my buddy Ricky Flip would. Um, he's like a really good. Um, he he's does like he does filming and editing kind of yeah. like you do and stuff. He's he's really talented dude. And he would come up with all this bear footage and we're like, "When did you get this?" He's like, "4:30 in the morning down by." I'm like, "What were you doing up?" Like, we are all so exhausted at skate camp. So just the fact that you could stay up that late was insane, but he'd get all this crazy bear footage and nobody would see it until the weekly video cuz we had an end of the week video. It was basically a skate video and like a recap of the week and we did that for the kids. <laughs> Every single week, every single summer, and then we had a, a compilation of the whole entire summer at the end of the year that either Ricky or my other buddy Mark would make. And do those videos were amazing. But it's like I hear of like bear charges and attacks like in Ocala, Florida, and like aggressive black bears. And we've done so much stupid stuff with black bears at camp. I remember one time I stayed over the weekends. There was like twelve kids. Me and Eric Edvilson. Well, we and were all there. No, that you, was during camp. Because Dougie, yeah. 
It was during. I thought it was on a weekend. I'm going to give an intro to this bear story because Aaron's memory, <laughs> that three <laughs> years <laughs> senior, it's, not all, it's, all, it's messing around with those wires. That's what it, it was. might be. It might be. Maybe. Yeah, although so, he didn't mess with the wires you, much. You guys oh, I'm good. good. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you. I'm good still. So, no, this is what happened. <laughs> Check it before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Aaron, the, the bear broke into the, the rec hall. Well, we left the door open at the rec hall, the main door. Oh, we're never going to get anywhere. With okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bears at skate camp. We've been lying the whole time. <laughs> so, the, the door was open. Yeah, you're right. And the bear was ripping through. Um, it wasn't a Red Bull fridge, but it was that Skaterade fridge. We had fridge. a back, like, nope. snack fridge. Yeah. Skate, Skaterade? Skaterade. It was the same thing as Red Bull. Sorry, Solomon. It was the exact My same buddy's thing. Uh, energy drink company. <laughs> so, he was a pro skateboarder. It was actually called Skaterade. Skaterade. Yeah, that's fucking yep. cool. Yeah. yeah. And it was better than Skaterade. Red Bull, too. My buddy Salman Aga. I thought it was the same. Super deck. famous uh, skateboarder. <laughs> He's just like putting stickers over Red Bull right. labels and he's selling it. <laughs> so this bear goes around the counter where all the candy and stuff It was, was a big one. It was just a concession type stand. And it tore into the fridge. And it was busting open all the Skaterade or Red Bull or whatever it was. Fighting into them. Spraying everywhere. And we... we I saw it, it go in though. I saw it go in from like up the hill across camp. I saw the bear's butt, and I'm like, dude, I think a bear just went into the rec hall. So somehow so I we, all, down there. we all rushed to the windows, and we're watching this thing basically right up against it, and we're just, you know, behind a window. And Aaron's like, I'm going to go in. So I'm going to go in. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> total idiot, you know. But so you can take so over the I story. Go but in, he goes in to hang out with the bear. I just wanted to like see it or I don't know what I was going to do. I was going to like run in, run out. And so I go in and I turn like there was a big counter like this and the bear was like as high as the counter. But right as I turned the corner and looked up, he was coming out at me like from me to Edgar. It was sketchy. It was it, very it sketchy. It looked big. It's a black bear. Dude, it was man, like a mama bear. Big. And so big. I turn around and run out and we had this deck and then there was a hill with a wood fence and I ran out and I jumped up on the fence and jumped up over the next fence. This bear at that, chased Aaron out, by the it way. It started it running. So at that same moment, my buddy Eric, he was like, I think he was wearing a cape or something because he was like entertaining <laughs> kids. Of He's course. Like, Dude, this is like from 100 feet away. It was the most amazing thing. I, it's burned in my memory. It was amazing. Yeah, it was he good. goes, I, as I'm jumping up over the fence... I see Eric running down the hill with his skateboard. He's holding the truck like this. Get out of here, And he goes, bear. get out of here, bear. And he throws his board <laughs> like 100 feet away, and it's boomeranging through the air. I'm over the fence, turn around, and I'm still running. The bear is trotting out onto the porch. The board nails the bear <laughs> perfectly in the back, and it goes, and like jumps over the, <laughs> jumps over the railing and like, takes off like a rocket through the woods and we're all like oh that was crazy like we're all like jumping up and down eric like, saved <laughs> aaron's life dude a hundred percent his life yeah 100%. dude it like shocked the bear that bear would have outrun you oh yeah a hundred dude oh, times yeah. out of a hundred. Oh yeah it was weird and then another time i went into the other refrigerator room in the dining hall because there was a bear in there and i'm like i'm gonna go scare it out so i run in oh, and the course. bear starts running at me <laughs> yeah. and we yeah it was just it skate was, camp was. We were kind of told to. The fuck is to, wrong with to you? Try to scare them away, <laughs> though. You know. What are you doing, dude? We were we were twenty five years old, and just like 
invincible. Yeah, you think you're invincible. You're some skate idiot. I would slam on my head from like 10 feet up, and we weren't afraid of the bears. Yeah. Like so, what we, about now? Would if you see a bear? I wouldn't mess with eh, it like, like that. I ain't up going there, in this up there, I wouldn't be. If I got a skateboard, I would. <laughs> yeah. Fuck up, that. Up there, I wouldn't be as sketched out. Like even today, like I'd I'd want to like kind of walk over to it. Like we took pictures, video, like all this stuff. But in Florida or anywhere else, if I see a black bear in the woods, I'm gonna stay back and like make noise and not like turn around and run. Because I just recently saw that video of that mountain biker. Did you see that? And this oh, yeah. black bear, it's like this crazy music playing. And the black bear is running over a hill. I don't know. They must have, I think they were filming from a drone, like these mountain bikers. Yeah, and this I bear comes charging across and he's cutting up over. And there's this mountain biker riding and like this bear is going after him. And there was, um, there was a aggressive black bear up in Ocala um, last year, this one area where we were going and my buddy was like, yo dude, there was this bear up there. Just be careful. Like we had our, we had our pistols with us and stuff. Um, but they had to kill it because it was messing with backpackers and like people had set up their camps and the bear was like taunting them at night. These dudes weren't sleeping and they, for two nights in a row, cause there's this bear like in the woods, like bluff charging them and being all weird. And they actually went in and they shot the bear because it's once it gets aggressive like that, it's just super sketchy. So, I mean, we were crazy and like we didn't think that we were like I knew that a black bear could like rip my head off in one swipe, but we just it was like for the good of the experience, we just like did it. Yeah, oh, of course, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't. I understand now. It makes perfect sense. What the fuck is wrong with you? That's insane. I wouldn't. Uh, oh my god. I wouldn't do those same things now, but oh, I wouldn't. Do I'm that. a little more. Tame, Dude, that is scary you know? shit. Dude, but I'm like terrified of. I love bears. I love grizzly bears, but I'm terrified <laughs> of grizzlies. Like, so did the what I, was that guy's name? That like fucking yeah. Uh, t- um, uh, Tim, uh, oh, the Tim's dude in Alaska. Yeah. yeah, the bear guy. Grizzly bad bear. The bear guy. The no, guy. Bad bear. Oh, from Grizzly Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah grizzly, grizzly Man. The Grizzly Man. man. Yeah. I was yeah. actually going to bring that up. Killed by a fucking grizzly bear because it's a fucking bear. Sorry, say that again. Treadwell. Yeah, Treadwell. Timothy Treadwell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. God damn, dude. You're like him, but you got lucky. It, it's funny. I just watched nah, that. they were black bears. I just watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they were just black bears. Oh, no, that's it. <laughs> we had to watch that for my documentary cinema class. Yeah. And that was the first time I, I was like, why would somebody get so close to a bear like that? And then after you telling your stories right now, I'm like, yeah, you sound like that, but guy. that guy. Look, to our defense, we were like in our early 20s. That dude, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally that fine. Didn't that, dude get, didn't that dude get... <laughs> Killed because his his girlfriend, girlfriend or his wife or something was on her on the rag. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that was. Yeah, is that legit or is that like a? Yeah. We're consulting with local bear expert Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with local bear expert Dylan Waters. Because she was ragging, or just because. They, they, that's what they say. Though, she was on the rag. They smelled the blood. Oh, you know, you know what they say. Jeez. But but, but they also when said the Red uh, River's flowing. You take the dirt road home. You're haunting my that's, mind right now. But on that on that film, they also said that he that bear had already been aggressive, like to other camp people yeah. that were camping oh. yeah, up there. Yeah, once once bears get aggressive towards people, they will not stop. Being mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I carry people. a fucking forty four Magnum. That fucking <laughs> looks at me. I'm shooting. It. <laughs> 
was a joke. Please understand. Please understand that was just a joke. Where are we going after this? That bear kingdom or bear world? Bear world? Bear world? <laughs> going down to bear world? <laughs> that fucking bear uh, looks at me and smiles. I'm blasting that fucking. <laughs> He's all like waving at Leo. Hi, Leo. Can you imagine if they allowed hunting in there? That'd be so easy. So yeah, like <laughs> skate camp was uh, skate camp was just okay. awesome. Like we have so many funny, good memories from it. And then, like as we stopped working at skate camp, and kind of like my me getting back into knives. Like me and Nate had this like little like Gerber fixed blade knife that we thought was cool. Like we didn't know anything about knives at the time. But we bought it because we'd do like our notches and we'd do our bow drill fires and stuff at camp. But we never used our knife outside of camp because we were just skating and we lived in the city. But then, so about five years ago, my buddy Jeremy, who was at SHOT Show with us, Jeremy Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, Why are you he, fast forwarding to SHOT Show? Um, well, no, because I'm just saying all like, the way back and how make we them got... stay here for six more hours. <laughs> yeah, you skipped a lot of years. It sounds like <laughs> no, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna backtrack into. Let's like... ask. Let's let Edgar ask a question. Yeah, true. Okay, you have you had a question. No, you. Oh man, let's ask I'm Leo gonna... a question about shooting bears again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. No, no I, like I was gonna it. tie this back to like how we got like kind of re sparked like fully into knives but then our family heritage and like how oh dear houghton era you guys uh, ready you weren't even gonna wait for that <laughs> no yeah that was one of my questions like where where that came from and also where your your guys's logo came from okay so we um oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. aaron's on this right now <laughs> well i'm tying i'm Hit tying it. it back together right, so like it. we're because now like a break everybody skate camp's over like we're older i moved to florida left california um, my buddy Jeremy, I was going to the gun range with him a lot in Florida and we'd be hanging out after work and we'd be cleaning our guns and like going to the range. And he's like, he pulls out the, he's like, Hey, check this knife out. And he had a big old, uh, what's up? He had a big old, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, he had a big, uh, Essie hungless knife and we were about to remove this, uh, this porch off of the side of our house. And so I just remember him pulling this knife out and chopping these four by four beams. Oh, got it. Oh, no, no, his mic, just his mic. Oh, okay. Um, I remember him like busting this knife out and chopping down the porch beams and we, he ripped this whole thing out of the ground and I was like, let me see this knife. And so I took it and I started chopping a beam down with it. And I was like, I was like, hey, check this out. Like, I got a couple knives. And so I went in the house and um, grabbed, like, a couple fixed blade knives that I had from a long time ago. And I actually had my bow drill kit sitting in the corner of the room. And uh, I busted a bow drill fire for him. And I was like, yeah, check it out. Here's how you blow up a coal. And I hadn't done a bow drill fire in, like, five years. And I did one first try and blew up the coal right in front of me. He was like, dude, that's insane. Like, how'd you learn this? And I, so I was telling him about skate camp and stuff. And um, so then we started going to, we were planning on going to one of the gun and knife shows in Florida to like look at guns. And I ended up being at all the knife tables. I was like, I want to get a couple more like bigger knives. I want to like chop friggin' my porch down and like do my yard work and stuff. And so I didn't really know much. Um, so yeah, this is like five years ago. And then 
that's he got me like back into it. And I always liked him. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean I slashed Nate's shin open when we were <laughs> like what we were like what seven, eight years old. Yeah. My grandpa little. got me this pocket knife and um I was cutting these foam strips and Nate walked behind me in the basement and I slashed his shin open, like wide open, dude. Dang. He had to go get stitches and stuff. And so we've just been around knives for our whole life, but um it was like five years ago when I got into it. Like I was into skateboarding. I was like, wait, I really like knives. And I was already like on some backpacking trips and stuff. Cause I remember I bought this like big buck knife to take with me on this Washington trip. We did, we did like a 52 mile loop through the Olympic forest in Washington. And, um, I took this big old buck knife with me and, uh, Leo's back. I'm back. And so, um, it was, it was kind of our first backpacking trip and I had this knife and I was like chopping branches down and I knew how to like process wood and start fire and stuff. And that was the first trip that I used a ferro rod. Cause like we didn't, thank God we didn't have those at skate camp cause we would have burned <laughs> skate camp down cause it's so dry up yeah. there. Um, and then that kind of got me into knives. And then I remember Jeremy mentioned, oh dude, if you're going to spend like this much money, just get tops. And I was like, wait, tops. Of course. And I was like, hey, I, I, know what to- I know who Tops Knives is because I remember the Tom Brown Tracker Knife. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I started looking at a lot of the, like, this was a gap from like 2001 to, what was this, 2015, mm-hmm. 2016. And then I was looking at all the newer Tops Knives. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then we went to one of the Florida gun and knife shows. Um, this dealer there had, like, a Tahoma field knife and a Silent Hero and a, and a Bob and a Brockamo. And I was holding them all, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I want to get these because, like, I heard, yeah, you can't wreck these things. Like, lifetime warranty, you know. And I was like, dang, this is sick. And so I got my first – my first Topps knife was um, the Topps Bob. I got from Jeremy and uh, he like gave it to me because I helped him like pack up and move and stuff. And he was like, here, man, I'm not really using this because he got, um, I think he got, what did he order? I forget what he ordered a different tops knife. Now we've each got like, he's got a ton, but um, that's kind of how I got reintroduced to tops and fully knowing about Tom Brown and the tracker knife and the hunted movie. Like we love, that's one of our favorite movies. And, um, so then it just kind of me and Nate were like getting more into it and like going to the woods and I was going on these backpacking trips and I was like, yo dude, let's like, I'm starting to use all these knives and then he's using them. Yeah, and we, you got the Puko. Well, you went, you came and we went up and did some like camping up North in Michigan and he had the silent hero. That's when you bent it and ended up sending it back here. Cause it had some rust or something. But, um, that was, and he's like, yeah, I remember the Tom Brown knife? And of course I remembered that, but that was back in the early 2000s, which is funny. I don't remember when did Top start? 98. 98. Yeah, so that's kind of cool to think about how much your brand has grown since. Yeah. Like we were talking about this skate camp and all this weird stuff, and we had this Tops knife, right? This Tom Brown tracker knife. And it's so, there's just so many knives now, you know? Yeah, so. Man. But Aaron had the Silent Hero, and we were it, that was a cool trip. Like we were barefoot, going real, you know, 
sort of fox walking through the woods, real quiet. Oh, this we was, came up, we got to backtrack yeah, to well, this. We, well, we came coyote. up on like turkey, like a bunch of turkeys. We came up on a coyote or a big coyote, like a coyote wolf, like really close. And um, we're it jumped out of the ferns, like right in front of oh, us. Oh yeah, it was so. We got so close to this thing. It was kind of damp out, so I don't think it it hurt us or something. It was really a rare thing, but uh. Well, yeah, so you had read, sorry, but well, you had read some of Tom Brown's books and uh, like yeah, I'd fox walking them, was but... a thing that they were teaching at um, skate camp. So we were like, let's just go in the woods and grab our knives and like, let's go barefoot and let's go just get lost and try to see some cool stuff. And like we were learning about, or Nate was telling me about concentric rings and like listening to the wildlife and how the wildlife starts to chime in when there's like a potential predator in the area. So we're like walking through these ferns, like dead quiet. This is like 2006 and we're, we're being so quiet, man. We're literally like moving this fast, like not even letting a twig crunch under our feet and dude, this freaking huge coyote, like wolf, something it was just big. goes it was out of coyote. the ferns, like ten, like from me to John, like jumps out and then goes twice in front of us into the ferns and we're like, what the heck? And in Michigan, the ferns get like this high and you can't see anything. But as soon as you duck down, you can see the whole entire forest floor for as far as you can see. So the thing jumped twice and then we ducked down, vanished. Yeah. That thing disappeared like in two hops, you know? And, and so, but Aaron, when we were messing with the silent hero on that trip and everything and, he actually started mentioning the uh, like some other tops knives, and I remember him talking about. Well, I, I think, had the Fieldcraft at that time too. Yeah, because we had those two. With I us. think he mentioned the Frog Market Special, and I I remember thinking, like it made. I think I was telling Craig earlier how that when when he told me uh, he just said the name of that, and I was like, I got an image of a knife. It it was like it translated immediately. I knew exactly what that knife must be like, and. I thought it was it was rad how you could take concept like that and then you know merge it with design and yep. create this piece that is a tool essentially to create with or make and um it I think it was the that just hearing that frog market special and then when I saw it I was like yeah that's exactly just what to, I just to give you a little you know? backstory so so my design when I started designing and and you know we're going to we're going to make this design for this person and Mike would bring me in, and he's like, you know, we're going to design a knife for him. And so he would start talking, and this is what I do in this. And right away, I, I, I could pick up on what he was looking for. Yeah. I don't know how the hell I – still to the day, I don't know how the hell I do it. But I start here, and then this is what I want, you know, and if and I used to do this. And, 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 I, and I'm like, oh, I got you. I got I got what you want. You know, we do we do phone conferences. And can you guys design a knife? And we're looking for this, and we got this gun, and we got this, you know, for big companies. <clears throat> and I'm like, I, I, I got what you want. Mm. And I'll send it to them, and they'll they'll change the color of the screws, they'll change the color of the handle, but they won't change the knife. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. That's super awesome. That's weird to be able to read. Yeah, I don't so know. So right now, when you're saying that is, when you, you know, say like, like the frog, but same thing you did. Yeah. When you, frog market special, you're like shit. I got I yeah. got something. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same well, thing. And like what you use it for, because you see like the little the frogs being butchered on the streets. And oh, yeah. sold like oh, in, yeah. in yeah. Asia and stuff. And they always use this like crazy curved kind of kitchen style knife. 
and that frog market special has got that huge belly and then it goes to that crazy point. Mm -hmm. So you can like get in there and just do this. And, um, but yeah. And then, so it, it, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, we were like going to tie it to like, so how did we like decide to start Houghton era? Like with, um, cause we're like getting out in the woods. We're going on these trips. We have this passion for, you know, like outdoors and we have such a amazing history, uh, with skate camp and, you know, just all the, the rad things that we did. And we're like, man, I wonder if we could like make a knife and, you know, like we could probably, you know, have a company or something. Cause we always, like, we were always a part of like these skate companies. And then Nate did the 1% thing in Detroit. And we were always right on the cusp. Like I was pursuing pro skateboarding, but never really like fully got, like I had the hookups. I've been in magazines, but never was like, Oh, here's a contract. Boom. You're paid. Like you're pro this and that, even though I was like at that level for, probably like eight years or so and like still progressing before I was like, man, this is a vain pursuit. Like I'm not doing this anymore. And, um, so then me and Nate were like, he had just finished art school like a few years ago and we had been wanting to do like a project and he was already doing all this like molding and like 3d printing and, you know, sculptures and like using all these different materials and stuff. And then, um, we went to, I went to blade show and I was like, dude, you got to come next time. Like it was, you got to see the knives and like everything that these guys are doing. And then somehow I kept posting tops knives and Craig was like, I can't, I can't remember. Like I started following you on Instagram and then cause my name was skate. Willard. what are you laughing at Benny? <laughs> um, got something good over there. <laughs> turn his thing back on. Yeah, it's on now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember I walked up to the table like my first time at Blade Show and Craig was like, points at me like this and he goes, Skate Wilderness? Or I said, what's up, Craig? And he goes, Skate Wilderness? And I'm like, yeah, how's it going? And we just started talking. And then the next year you came. No, that was, that was Blade Show when I went. Oh, that was the yeah. first year there. That was, was the a couple year. years ago. That was when we met. That was at 2018, I think. I think yeah. so. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was there and... Because you had your Puko with the custom handles yeah, and all that. Yeah, and we... Yeah, we we hung out a lot. Yeah, we must fun. have had hours and oh, and hours were, of conversation. Yeah. And you were like, show. oh, I was the one that helped you with the Silent Hero like when I sent it back in yeah, and stuff. Because yeah, yeah. you guys wanted to see like the rust spots or whatever. Um, and uh, I won't go off on that tangent because <laughs> yeah. I get angry. But um, And then me and Nate were like, yeah, let's you know start this project. And like around that time, um, when my grandfather had passed away, like two years prior to Blade yeah, Show. I think so. It's been five years now. Two or three. And my <laughs> uncle did, we always knew about some of our family history in Michigan. And it was like a very rich, like really crazy family history. So when my grandpa died, my uncle got the DNA testing done and like traced the family tree back. And so he starts telling us, these stories and like, so our great, 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 great grandfather was this dude, Douglas Houghton. And he was, so this is going into the knives and like a project that me and Nate started talking about. And we're like, dude, what if we did a company and like, let's, let's try to like go into this whole knife making thing and like, see if we can make some stuff happen and just do it. Cause like we're, we're done skating. 
like we both have our jobs. Like let's pursue like a side, like a side gig, you know? And so it's a hustle is what it's called. Nowadays. Exactly. Right. Yeah. A side hustle. Yeah, exactly. And so good job, Greg. We <laughs> total side hustle. So, um, my uncle finds out all this crazy stuff about our family tree just back a couple generations. So Douglas Houghton was a doctor, um, basically like a medicine man, like doctor, um, studying to be a dentist. He was the state geologist already, and he was an outdoorsman, like a total explorer. Like mm-hmm. he'd go on these missions. And when was this? This was 18, okay. So this is 1830 to 1843-ish. Um, there's a lot of dates where he did these certain things, and he died at 36 years old. But I'll get to that. So he was, um, he mapped out the entire Michigan coastline all the way around the mitten, you know, because Michigan's shaped like a mitten. And he, he discovered this flower that only grows on the northern tip of Michigan. And the species name is Solidago Houghtoni. And it's this little yellow flower that has these buds on the top. And um, yeah, it's, it's a, this weird little cluster. It's a Solidago. It's like, but it's a certain, I guess it's a certain uh, I don't know what it would be called, like a breed of that it's type like of a, flower, because there's a bunch of different salads. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's like a, a flowering specific, plant, though, yeah, yeah. but it only grows along that coastline, nowhere else in the world, and he brought a specimen back, and then it was logged, and he discovered it, so they named it after him, and um, he brought back like 150 different like mineral deposits and rocks and then discovered this giant copper boulder, like confirmed that it was in the UP, which helped spur the industrial revolution in Michigan. And it was during the Hudson Bay fur trade era. Cause that was like 1830 ish yeah. to 50 ish. And um, so me and Nate start reading, like I'm reading this book on Houghton. Like I'm, it's in my bag. I'm like two thirds of the way through it, but he did all this crazy stuff with a couple of their famous guys in Michigan and there's all these cool stories, but um, he was a geologist. So uh, supposedly at this copper boulder, it was like this solid piece of copper and it started to erode over the years, but you would go up there and you'd find like heads of like hammers and axes and tools that were broken. Cause dudes would try to like ch- shave chunks and pieces out. And there's a piece of copper, like this curl of copper that was sitting on my grandpa's mantle that he had got from another family member and it came from Houghton's, it would have been Houghton's um, second was, niece, Joanne. Yeah, something I like think that. If I, yeah. It's hard to keep track so, of all the generations. Yeah, and so that was, we think, one of Houghton's shavings from that boulder and my grandpa had it, but now it's in a museum. Uncle John said it yeah, ended Lansing, up in a museum in Lansing or something. But you can go down to... Um, these museums and where's, where's his field notes at? So Nate yeah, did this so when I was, while he was at school. When I was going to grad school, I went to university of Michigan in like 2014 to 2016. I was there. So just two years, but they, I found out, I didn't know they had it until I got there, but, uh, um, they had his field notes, like the original field notes book. And, um, actually it'll be like Aaron and I'll have to post like a link to, cause it's all, um, digitally archived now. So you can look at it. And it's actually super, it's a super cool um, document to look at. You know, the handwriting was different then. The guy was such an incredible artist. Um, The drawings of like Isle Royal, which is a national park way up in the uh, furthest north in Michigan you can go. And 
Um, but this book is incredible. Super big, looks like Declaration of Independence, the handwriting. It's just so flawless. But we were able to thumb through it a bunch and everything and like so that. But getting into like, so it was crazy. He was coming back from an expedition um, and they were crossing Lake Superior. And Lake Superior is like frigid cold, like most of the year, especially once it hits like October, November, it's like freezing. You know, you're hypothermic in, in minutes. And he actually died. Um, their boat capsized. He was with three guys and his dog. He died. The other two guys, I don't well, two guys, I don't one guy lived and he was hypothermic and they found him hmm. like running back. The dog lived. He died. They found his feet sticking out of the sand down yeah, the ways the following season. Yeah. They found Houghton's feet sticking out of the sand. So here, real quick, uh, a bloodline thing. If So his crew was saying to him, hey, we should go in. We should go in. It's getting too rough. Because Lake Superior, is, it's kind of a gnarly lake. We should go in. We should go in. And Douglas Houghton was like, no, we need to keep going. So that's what happened. And it kind of reminds me of you know, the bear situation, right? Like, let's go closer to the bear. It's like a, it's a bad move. So it's, well, a bad, it. it's a bad decision. Bad but move. Yeah, that boat capsized because I think he didn't. So he died away, at but. 36 years old and we were like, or I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like we need to. Because he's a doctor. It's such a rad. And a they wanted lawyer. to make him mayor of Detroit and he lived right by Cobo Hall, which is, they have like huge car shows. It's right on the river in Detroit. He lived right there. Like this dude did so much stuff by the time he was 36. And we're like, man, we got to, like we were, we were talking and we were like, how do we continue this? Like let's, if we start a knife company, let's have it Michigan based. And it's our family heritage. Like how can we continue this legacy? And so we were like, let's name it something involving Houghton. And we were trying to come up with a logo for months, and we could not get away yeah. from that flower. What I think was cool. Like, I don't want a flower for a logo. What I think was cool but, was uh, I remember um, when we were talking about all this stuff, because we, we it was sort of like this project, like, okay, maybe we could make a lot of different types of tools that would just encourage sort of this outdoor exploration type mindset, you know? So this this era of exploration, we're not so obsessed with skating anymore and it's instead of you know being so um so consumed by like this concrete kind of jungle we can go back to the woods you know and um we i remember hearing this artist um say something cool she was talking about as far as designers go or or art to just add a verse to your heritage and i thought that that was super cool like that's really all you have to do is just add something to something that you've already inherited. And when we were talking about doing something like this and, and starting to design stuff and just see what we could get to get to happen. Um, that's where we were like, we got to use this Houghton, this Houghton name and this Houghton era. Um, and plus we liked the whole 19th century woodsman style. Yeah. Like, you know, those dudes were legit. Like they just live that way. Like now these bushcrafters are like, they try to be that where back then, like, that's just how you lived. Do you think, back, do you think back then all the guys out there were just like 
competing on who could baton the best. Nope. It, yeah, that's what I'm. They that's didn't I mean. even like, say the no. word bushcraft. You, man. you think that was a thing back then? No, they were all like, "Man, I yeah. can't wait for the day I can just fucking sit on my couch and watch TV." Yeah, yeah. Just like, no. man, no. I'm gonna. Yeah, or like, well, it's 1845. I'm gonna grab this knife and go baton. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no way. No. And make practice. a feather stick. I need to yeah. practice and my bow drill yeah. skills. There's yep. no way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Indians did that stuff, but like, yeah, I was like, man, they, dude, those dudes were still using, they probably used like some kind of, you know, lighter fluid or, you know, oil of some sort to like keep in, their. In the 1850s. Yeah, yeah. like 1850. I mean, it was all mink oil and, yeah, and shit had, like that. Like, talking, yeah, the whole. Because trapping was stuff. huge. Yeah, that yeah. was cheating back then. That was. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you don't do that. That's cheating. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real. I'm sure nobody ever thought that. They're like, whatever you do to keep your fire lit, you stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the as far as uh, Edgar, you asked about that logo. I was always into the flower, but we were sort of thinking, oh, we should get away from that maybe. But um, we couldn't once you know once you sort of land on something there, you can't get away from it. That first initial that instinct, you know? So, um, I worked with, a. I have a friend, a good friend who's a, he's like an art director for Carhartt actually. And I just, I would draw stuff up and let him clean stuff up, you know, but we, we were sort of set on this flower because it, it, it was a, it's, I think it's a cool symbol for looking further at things, you know, looking you know, with more scrutiny at stuff of the outdoors, you know, when you're exploring, look at that thing too, look at that thing too, you know, and because it was, it's a very rare, uh, a rare species of that solidago and it only grows in this one little or two coasts of Michigan. It, it seemed cool to use that. So we kind of landed on that. And, and then it, it, and then it just kind of started like we, you know, a lot of planning and talking and just, continuing to like go out in the woods and like yeah like i i love the whole like go live off the land and you know we're we're by no means like crazy expert bushcrafters but i love learning stuff i love going out and trying to do stuff and when i was skateboarding i wanted to be around the best guys and so and so i positioned myself around the best guys and so i look at the guys that know bushcraft that really do live it and not just like do a hundred knife videos and they do a feather stick in every single one, which, <laughs> Hey, Wait. feather sticks are cool, especially when you can do a good one, but like, okay, there's way more uses to a knife. And, and like, is there? Tells <laughs> 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 like, I've been doing this wrong all this time. I mean, I, I've watched, Dylan, a, I've watched a lot of knife reviews, Dude. a lot of feather stick and, stick and reviews. YouTube says otherwise. <laughs> yep. I know. Huh? The thing is, I get it. Like, you know, we're talking shit, but I, I, I get why they do some of the things they do in the reviews. Because and they're basics. It's a good way to test yeah, things, yeah. but you know, you know, like you said, it's 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 a lot more interesting and it's a lot more engaging when you can when you can say, hey, there's a lot more you can do with this. Here's some of those things. So, our exactly what you just said with when me and Nate were kind of playing with the idea of the brush wolf, which we didn't know what we were going to name it, but Nate was like, dude, think about skating and how. That skateboard, like your average person walks down the stairs and they put their hand on the handrail and they walk down. But a skateboard allows you to operate a certain way in a different environment where people are like, that's crazy. Like you could die doing that. 
but you put this in someone's hand and they figure out all these different things to do with it. And so we were like, man, how could we do like our version of a knife that is going to do everything that we like to do. And the guys that are better than like way better than us, like what can they do with it? What would they be able to do with it? There's so many like features on it. And so we started messing with it. It evolved. We made one. And then it literally started with a question to Craig. And I was like, Hey, do you, Hey Craig, put that knife down. <laughs> I'm sorry. Leo's over here talking shit. I'm listening to your story, dude. Leo's being a fucking asshole over here. Come on. And I was like, I was like, Hey Craig. Yes. I was like, hey, do you guys ever... <laughs> Dude, I was listening. I'm trying not to interrupt, but these guys are being fucking dicks. <laughs> Come on. Why you got to throw me under the bus like that? <laughs> and so I was like, yo, Craig, uh, do you guys work with outside designers? And it just started with a question. <laughs> and I'm like, not so much anymore. Nope. Not so not much now. anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not, not so now. much anymore now. Um <laughs> Leo, get back on this mic. What's what's so I important you, that been, you're disrupting the podcast? I've been trying to get him back on the mic. <laughs> you want your headset back, Craig? <laughs> yes. Okay. This sounds personal now. Dylan's checking out. All right. It's gonna right. get rough in here. All right. Local well. bear expert Dylan Waters is checking. Out. Good luck, guys. Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, man. We'll try to we'll try to contain bring, these dudes. Bring the heat. Holy. Sh- <laughs> Holy shit, Greg. There's motion in here. <laughs> Tell me to put my knife down in a knife shop? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's over there threatening me. Hey, dude, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be perceived that way. I didn't, want you to, I didn't want you to mess up the table. I didn't want you to drop it on the table. Yeah, dude, you know what I table. noticed? Is there's a lot of drips on the inside of this. You can see what oh. it used to look like on the outside. I look at it and I want to oh, cry. Wow. There's uh, of some of them are sticky, too. Mm. Like there's one of these that's definitely sticky, I that w- that mix wasn't done right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not curing still after. How long's this thing been around? Uh, like four months. <laughs> oh, it's still curing. <laughs> yeah, four I months. Think 20, that resin. Twenty-four <laughs> hours is like the normal cure time. Yeah, forty-eight you, for a full cure yeah. when you when you mix it right. Not twenty-four yeah. months, but twenty-four hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, John. Holy it's shit. all love for John. Yeah. What a great like tour. I'm sorry, Aaron. I was paying attention. God damn. Did you notice yeah. that? That wasn't even a tops knife that he had. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, it's yeah. Really scandy. yeah, it was the scandy. I, I'm, I'm just trying to cause problems. <laughs> okay, then. Well, let's go ahead and end this, Edgar. <laughs> not, not Edgar ended attention. it hours ago. <laughs> not paying attention. I was paying attention. No, he wasn't. I was hearing everything he was saying. He was saying, hey, Craig. Do you guys work with outside designers? Continue. Yes. Thank you. Okay. And you said, uh, you said, yeah, we usually do. And that you named was the end some, of it. <laughs> you named <laughs> off some designs. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, all right, well, we're going to, you know, should we email you like a, you know, design picture, or whatever, like our blueprint. And, uh, and I was like, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yes. <laughs> Stupid moron. I remember you saying like, yeah, if Leo doesn't like it, it ain't happening. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's understandable. That's like, well, check out, you know, check out what we got and um, you know, it's it it does look like it it different than a lot of the stuff and for us to be like, okay, we do have something that doesn't look like an existing tops knife, 
because there and there's so many. So it was like it is kind of hard to look at, at like it make is. something. You want to accidentally redesign something because there's a lot. You guys have done a lot, and so we're. I don't know when we finalized it. Um, you know, I was telling you guys earlier. It started out as like a butcher knife that was like thickened up, like a one tooth in the top, and then a ninety degree spine and a bow drill divot, and then it turned into like. We're like, let's arc it more like a Nesmuk and let's see if it, let's see how it functions. Like if it splits wood and chops good. So like we made one and heat treated it and like took it out in the woods and like tested just the blade profile. We made it like this big or whatever. It, it was probably a little bit bigger than how what, big is that, John? What the actual brush wolf oh, is? Oh, John, John's measure. John, how big is the blade on the brush wolf? 11.5 inches. Oh my God. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 11.75 is the whole thing, yeah. tip to tail. That's what I. That's what he thought you that's were. That's what asking. he meant. That's yeah. what he meant. I, I, didn't, I didn't know you meant the tail too. I was, I wasn't counting the tail. See, yeah. so we got to give John that one. No, we don't. No, no. no. But no. The, he made but that the table. Up. But the table. <laughs> He'll never live down. Yeah. Nice table. But anyways, like oh our whole God. like our whole idea for it, and then Nate's like, Nate's like, dude, this you know this is a tool. I told that, you guys he was gonna go. Hey, well, we're talking about the knife. I mean, <laughs> do it. But it, that was the question. And I'm like tying it back to our like family heritage and like Houghton era and how we yeah, started yeah. it. And so I remember the next blade show, um, Nate wasn't there, but I remember you said, I was just like messing with you. And I was like, Hey, I didn't see a brush wolf on the table. And you go, dude, Leo likes it. We're going to do it. And I was like, Oh, okay. I remember that. Sweet. Yes. And I, I, we were by the Sly Steel booth too. And I said, yeah, I just, I came over here. Like, I don't know. I remember what we were, I don't remember what we were talking about. You were about, probably but. talking shit about Sly Steel. <laughs> and, and you were like, I'm going to ask them if they'll make it. There's stuff done by tops. Yeah. Aaron's always <laughs> talking about buying that man. Skeletech bushcraft knife. So he wasn't talking crap. That's no. for sure. No. <laughs> he likes their stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's uh, and then I remember when you said that to me and I was like, oh shoot. Okay. And I, I called Nate and I was like, yo, dude, they're going to do the brush wolf. And we were like, this is awesome. Like what? This is crazy. I threw confetti up in the air. And at this time, I hadn't even seen it. No. Yeah, no. you still had That's not true at all. That's <laughs> not true. Craig was making promises. I not do that. Because when, when Craig showed it to me, he's like, yeah, we got to do this. This guy's like, they're really hoping Fucking you can't pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're a charity son thing. Son of a please. bitch right now. You're trying, you know what you're doing? I'm you're a sandbagging son of a bitch. You're, 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 what you're doing right now is anytime somebody gets told no, you're going to be like, it was Craig's fault. I didn't even see I, that Absolutely. Design. That's how it goes. Fucking <laughs> dick. No, no. And so when Craig when Craig brought it up. Um, it was more like, you know what? These guys are going to push it. These guys are going to are going to push the shit out of this. Something we don't have outdoors and bushcraft at that time was still hot. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you talk about bushcrafting, and oh, that's a, is that a bushcraft knife? Or people come up to our table. Uh, do you guys sell bushcraft knives? That, yeah, like they don't even know what they're looking for. They don't know they what the fuck. I can, right. I can they give just them a fucking the word they yeah. need to ask. And like, oh yeah, this is absolutely, look, you can do feather sticks with this. Mm. And they'll yeah. be like, perfect, that's what I want. That's how it was. You, know? <laughs> wow. you sold them like a technical yeah. knife and they don't even yeah. know. Yeah, fucking steel eagle with fucking saw dude. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the perfect fucking book. And they would have bought it. So it was hot. And so I'm like, and I told Craig, I'm like, I like it. We don't have nothing like this. I'm like, and these guys will push it. And then the first video we get from you guys is that crazy ass video where you guys are going, 
That fucking did it for me. That man. video like, you guys video, made, the, yes, the skate one? that yeah. video you guys made, like right when the pandemic hit, and you're in the fucking, you're dude, on a I fucking freeway, on that. and there's nobody on that. Dude, road. it was crazy. Freeway, that so was that right there for me hit it. Cool. Just like fuck, fuck yeah. I'm like, this is gonna fucking take. And see, in cool. like in yeah. two, three years, people will see that video and be like, how did they like? Till today, like, people are like, "How the fuck yeah. were they able, did they pay a city to close yep. down?" Dude, lots of city that's permits. That's fucking it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that's like yeah. us being skaters, and like the pandemic just started, and so my friends Ryan and Sabrina, they were our neighbors across the street, and they do uh, wedding photography and video, and they're really good. And they, he had just gotten a drone, and so we had gone out in the woods, and he he did like some test shots, and I was like, "Oh, dude, let's." Let's do this thing. And then COVID started and it was Easter Sunday morning is when we shot that video. And I was like, dude, <laughs> oh, we didn't even go out like cool. super yeah. early. We went out at like 830 and I, cause I like kind of slept in and I was like, you ready to go? And you know, he was like, yeah, dude, I'm like getting my stuff together. And we went down there and I was like, dude, we need to shoot right now. There's no cars anywhere. I'm looking over a couple blocks at the freeway overpass. There's no cars. That's and so then, yeah, eerie. That and fucking, it, was, it was eerie. And then when he put that music to it. Were, like, how do they pull this out? Did you guys close yeah, down a city? How did they do like, that? They were like things that you can't fucking do. Yeah. You can't yeah. fucking close down that a city. That would never. You can't fucking like, pay a city to fucking And stop, so we called you know? it. And I didn't even come up with the name of the video. That was my buddy Ryan. And he's like, dude, I just called it Urban Firestarter. And like our thing with the brush wolf and the whole coyote concept when we wrote that thing and we had the pictures when we showed the knife and we put like Nate put the tops logo on it and stuff. And it already looked like an existing tops knife and stuff. And we were like, dude, I hope they do it, man. This would be cool. And, but we were like, we wanted our whole like philosophy and concept behind the knife is that this thing is versatile. You can use it anywhere. And like, let's show some city footage of me just doing a fire on the side of a building, but it came out so weird and random. And like the city was dead yeah. And I, he was showing me the footage and I was like, dude, just, he showed me like the first 30 seconds and I was like, holy crap. And then the freeway shot, I was like, dude, I'm going to skate down the freeway. And dude, he had to like drive down to this overpass and he put the drone up and he texted me and he's like, okay, start skating. And so I had my, like my, my bag on me and like yep. all my stuff. And I started skating down the freeway <laughs> that is and I was like, crazy. this is crazy. So I skated from this hill down to where this exit ramp was. And then I just got off the freeway. Cause like if a cop was driving by, I would have got busted. And then I'm like starting fires on the side of a building, like in the, <laughs> in the in middle Saint of the Pete. city, <laughs> but there was nobody around. Yeah. And so, and then he used that like eerie, like instrumental music and he called it urban fire starter. And then Nate, you go into the whole coyote, like why we thought this is a cool concept because we've had all these cool experiences with coyotes and like being in the outdoors and then that's where like the name kind of came in and like the gonna, whole idea about the, about gonna, the tool. You're not going to make me talk now, are you? Yes, yes. I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? So you sure? America, you sure? you he's going to say one word. Hold on. Let me take it from here. Hold on. <laughs> you, Edgar, you take it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> what do you think we did? No, I don't, I don't know. Uh, where to, what we're talking about the inspiration for the knife. Yeah. Like the, all the coyote America stuff and like how it's such a hearty, versatile, he's doing it. Crazy animal. I shouldn't have said anything. I almost did it. Um, when, when we first started talking about, it was after that blade show. Um, because I, 
I guess I had a different uh, outlook on it, like seeing Blade Show, because I'd never been to, I've gone to some gun and knife shows in Michigan and everything, but I'd never went to this, like, you know, Blade Show, explicitly knives and whatever. And I had, I'm like, what is this going to be like, you know? And I I think, what was that Gerber knife I was always using? Free, the Freeman, Freeman Guide. Freeman Guide, yeah. You know, Skin Fox like and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah get rid of that. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I we were doing a lot of stuff with, with that, but um, I just, I was like, all right, I'll go. And it was a super fun trip and got to meet Jeremy and everything. But we, uh, what I liked is I'd been so immersed, like at that point in the art world stuff, you know, I'd been going to New York a little bit and then I'd be doing exhibitions and stuff. And cause I have a background in uh, fine art and sculpture, art and design stuff like that. And I was, I was like really blown away by how it sounds kind of weird, but just people were kind of cool at blade show. And I wasn't expecting that. I thought, I didn't know what to expect. I was thinking like some backwoods Michigan hillbillies. No offense, backwoods Michigan hillbillies. You're cool too. I didn't know what to think, you know? And so going there and then, you know, even learning when you can learn a lot from going to those trade shows, you know, you just talk to people and find out what the industry's like and all of that. And um, when, when we got back, Aaron and I started talking about just how, you know what? It's like, it, this just reminded me of a story. When we, we've been doing stuff like this since we were little kids. Does anyone remember the game Mega Man? Like, of Nintendo course. Mega Man? Fuck yeah. All right. So Best. I'm going to tell this weird little story, and it's relevant, and I apologize for telling more stories. But, <laughs> um, and I'm not lying, okay? So when we were little kids... 